to the Exponent 2 podcast. This is Carol Ann calling in from Minneapolis. Uh, I'm here with Ramona. I'm calling in from Barbados, guys, where it's very hot. It's 32 degrees in the nighttime. Why? Global too warming. Hot. Too That's hot. That's Celsius for too many of us <laughs> with our strange Fahrenheit's over here. Uh, we're also here with Heather. And Heather, who are you with? I am here with my daughter, Millie. Hi. Welcome, Millie, welcome. how old are you? I'm 21 years old. Okay. Perfect. Welcome, welcome. And then we have, uh, so we have two special guests at the show. We also have Megan Story Chavez. Megan, welcome. Hello. Welcome, and I'm welcome. calling from Utah. Welcome. So Megan was one of my professors at UVU. She is just uni- universally beloved. Mm-hmm. And now I also have the privilege of... Um, having her be a colleague nice. at work. So anyhow, and she, oh, well, talk about what we're talking about today, Carol Ann. Yeah. Let's announce it. We are talking about Taylor Swift, the phenomena, the eras. Um, and so, yeah, the, so um, the this is some, the legend We're we're going to bring up all the different sides of it. Again, this is a conversation, bringing in some feminism, bringing in some power. Yeah. We'll we'll see where this goes. We're excited because Heather and Megan came up with this idea first, thinking about like why does Taylor Swift have such a um enduring um presence and across the ages of um white feminists and then also some of the some of the layers within that. Um do we Ramona, are you feeling do you wanna do you wanna go first, share your because uh, do we all oh, need to confess, bear our testimony or non-testimony of Taylor? I'm scared. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, let me share if, my testimony of Taylor. Let's all go around and and share and define our relationship with Taylor. Okay, let's define I, these relationships. I feel like if my relationship with Taylor Swift is like physically in but mentally out, mm. um, <laughs> I feel <laughs> that's the best way to put it because I feel like most of the time she's there. I don't know most times what she stands for. She is an enigma. Um, and I I kind of jumped off the train at Country Taylor. Uh, when she started to do Bad Blood and all that stuff, I was like, okay, this is just too much for me. I, I can't constantly be trying to figure out who you are, Taylor. So I jumped off the train. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have listen to the occasional song. I've never heard a complete Taylor Swift album. I know that there's some people yes. who are like, shock and horror as i said that but i've never listened to like a full album of hers um and i've always found this disconnect between pop culture taylor from country taylor Hmm. i feel like if i knew who she was kind of when she was singing country music when she started to sing pop i was like okay dot 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 um and I just feel like if we're kind of at disconnect, me and Taylor, I see her, but I don't know anything about her. That's how I feel. Yeah. Well, and a, a question for you is, do you feel like you know other artists, um, whether singers or actors, like better? Because I, yeah. I, I'm also intrigued. Because, um, yeah, go. Yeah, sure. Like, wh- who's an artist that you're like, I know your politics. I know everything about you. And you feel really, like, committed to them. I mean... Okay. I feel like I love all artists. Let's just get that. I will listen to mm-hmm. anything the beat. Yeah. So 
when I when I say that I like certain artists, it's not just like oh, this person is black like me. Let me let's just put that out there for the exponent listeners. Um, I feel like a lot of the artists that I know really well are like the bands, the indie bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't name all of them because there are too many, but there's something distinctive about them that makes them a little bit relatable. Mm-hmm. So let's say Haley Matthews from Paramore. I love her. Very we cool. know who she is. Like we knew she came out with the with the color here, and I wanted to dye my hair like her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we knew who she was, and even now she's just evolving as a a person, as an entertainer. And I think that was my issue with Taylor Swift because I never really got a sense of who she is. She just sang pretty songs and made pretty music, and that was not enough for me to kind of stay the course. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep, we'll keep sharing our testimonies or non-testimonies of Taylor, but we'll, we'll definitely go back to that. Cause I'm, I'm also thinking about that. I've had times with artists where I'm like, why did you change your sound? I don't like it. And so just like yeah. watching fans grow, like I'm thinking of Sufjan Stevens came out with some albums. I was like, go back to folk or like kind of <laughs> laughing when I've, I felt that for different bands Um, where it's like, you it have means such- you're getting old, right? It means like, you're no, you have old. to sound the way you always sound the nostalgia and nostalgia mm-hmm. can be so dangerous. Um, my testimony of Taylor or like my yeah story of Taylor is I moved to Boston and my roommate and then my um, later boyfriend were like, oh, yeah, we like Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, that's what we and I was like, mm-hmm. excuse me, what? And like, you're only supposed to like cool music. It's like, no, I like all music. And so that kind of opened up to me of like, oh, like mm-hmm. and so the Red Album was my first introduce- introduction to Taylor. But I honestly know very little about her personal mm-hmm. life like I I haven't gone down that rabbit hole I've been off of Instagram for a few years like I don't know if that helped yeah, I just like no. don't know her backstory at all and so when sometimes people be like where are the friendship bracelets I'm like what I don't know the story of friendship bracelets so it's yeah. like so many things I've missed because I'm like I, I I do listen to the album start to finish I'm like that was a nice album because I think I just listened to the music where I'm like oh I, those were really cool lyrics like is mm-hmm. where uh, I'm able to connect and I liked the folk I like folk Taylor the best. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Megan. Okay. I have a long relationship with Taylor. So I am like the same age as Taylor. And I got pretty into her first album. I remember one of the songs. I had a cousin who was like, this song was written for me because she had a unrequited love. So we would just like listen to it jamming in the car over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And then when I like got into college, Taylor wasn't like cool, kind of like you were talking uh-huh. about of like, she wasn't seen cool in the crowds that I was in. So then I kind of backed away. And then I came back from my LDS mission and I can't remember, I think 1989 was about to come out. Mm-hmm. And I am someone who, if I get an album, I will just listen to it on repeat over yeah. and over and over and listen to nothing else. Mm-hmm. So that was me with um, Taylor Swift for 1989. And so then I kind of got back into it. And then uh, later I met my partner who was obsessed with Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I knew he he loved me is he sold an opening night Taylor Swift ticket to Reputation Tour, I think. Um, so that you could fly out to Utah and ask my and ask my dad um, about marrying me, <laughs> you know, LDS culture, you know, the <laughs> I have feelings about it now, but we'll uh-huh. 
that's a story for another day. But so since then, and he and I had went to reputation tour together then and Eras tour. And since then I've kind of him saying, you know, like Taylor's okay. She's cool. I think allowed me to open up and be like, oh yeah, I do. I do love Taylor. Mm -hmm. So I have a pretty strong testimony of Taylor. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's okay to like Taylor Swift. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody does a little bit. Right. Um, so I've been, um, I've been a Taylor Swift listener since very early on. I'm not like a, I wasn't listening during debut, but I remember like as a young child listening to love story and speak now, um, all of those songs. And I've kind of like just followed her through all of that. Like she's just kind of fit into my life in a way, um, with almost every album. This this excludes reputation. I didn't get it. Ha, ha, ha. I'm coming around though. There's a time for everything. <laughs> so and and pause. What's the age difference you with you, Millie and Taylor? I'm 21. So she 10 years older than you? Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. Because I am. I like when you're like we're going through all these different eras together. But I'm like she's still 10 years older than you. Yeah. It's like an intriguing piece to me. Okay. Go on, Heather. Let's hear yours. Okay, so my girls, I have a daughter older than Millie who was also into Taylor Swift and she and her friend would recreate videos. We have these really embarrassing videos of, of what's the, she wears high heels, he wears sneakers and Millie was too, no, it was Jane Harris. Anyhow, so I look at Taylor Swift, not as an artist. I look at her like she's one of my kids' friends. <laughs> and so sometimes I feel like she's a good influence and sometimes I feel like she's a bad influence. <laughs> and so I'll say to them like, ah, like in this song, like, is she talking about what people wear? I feel like she's always obsessed. Like every song has to talk about like somebody's clothes or the color lipstick. Like, I don't know, which makes me a little nuts. What yeah. was it? Did we go to her concert? Uh, we went in 2015. Okay. We went to 1989 tour. Okay. So we went to the 1989 tour and the whole time she's doing these like amazing things. She's dancing. It's endless. And I am like in mom mode the whole time thinking, sweetheart, you're going to have bunions if you keep dancing in shoes like that. <laughs> and, and like, okay, aren't you cold? Maybe you should get a coat. Like I, I've never been able to I didn't discover her on my own because I discovered her through my kids. I just see her like as an extension of my children. Mm. That makes sense though. Yeah. And I also, because of the Kanye thing, I'm like protective. Like, you know, when you see supposed to be a superstar in a really vulnerable position, like Mm. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess my, I guess anti testimony of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Look at us making new words on the podcast. Anti testimony of Taylor. Go on. Um, it's just that I I struggle really hardcore. Um, we all see Taylor in the media as this girl's girl, but do we ever see her really doing that? Um. I was reading an article and I shared it with the others today. Um, and it was saying that one of Taylor's biggest failures 
and failure and failures we just mean the the author who wrote it said failures we're not saying that she's feeling at anything um they said one of her biggest failures is that she professes womanhood but often feels at intersectionality right failing at that yeah yeah, yeah bring up the different flaws and failures yeah and right that is one of the things that i think kind of makes me disconnect from her because i don't feel her message is for me taylor swift gives me release society president and mm-hmm. i often i often am like okay all taylor swift needs is a church voice and she is the perfect release society president to me mm-hmm. because Often it feels like her message is packaged in this pretty little bowl, but at the core of it, if you're not a white, um, her she has fans of all colors, but if you're not a white feminist woman, her message kind of flies over your head sometimes. Is it like, is it really for me or is it just for everybody else? I so mean, she, I she definitely. My- has so much privilege and because she has been so famous for so long i think she is is oblivious yeah to to some of her privilege yeah and that honestly recently i just because i'm one of those taylor swift people i think i'm maybe an undercover swifty somewhere deep in my soul somewhere (laughs) down real far deep down in the albatross of my soul i think somewhere there's hope for taylor my soul um but what really turned me off recently was when there was the whole matt mark is it mark is it his name mark it's maddie maddie whatever his name is what's his face we're gonna call him what's his face um Mm -hmm. healy guy um that she was dating now i have seen the roster the playbook of taylor swift's boyfriends i have my personal favorites Mm -hmm. um i think that her and tom hiddleston could have worked it out (laughs) <laughs> that is what I'm gonna say. Um and I'll die on that hill because I'm a huge Hiddleston fan. Mm-hmm. Um but when a situation like that happens, you see somebody who you're dating having several racist moments, and your belief is that you can fix it by putting a song out with the same artist that he was teasing and making these cruel racist jokes about demeaning black women i was like taylor Mm. of all the occasions you could open your mouth and not be silent that was your moment and you said any you said nothing yeah and i i really i don't like that she this like that incident with maddie healy on that podcast that happened like at least a month before she started dating him she knew well before like she know she knew going into it Mm -hmm. that she was going to be causing problems yeah and i don't know if she like thought that it would fix it or if she had already had that arranged but the yeah like the ice spice thing is not I I really don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not good. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, it's kind of like how I perceived it was kind of uh, being like a hush thing. Okay. I'm not racist. Here, let me make a song with you to prove yeah. it. 
don't him. worry. I support her. Let me let me. I support her. her instead mm-hmm. of oh my gosh, this is my boyfriend or ex boyfriend. He should have been an ex boyfriend from the time this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And... Sounds like other people we know who are really bad at apologizing about racist stuff. Oh, mm. yes. It sounds like mm. a couple of friends of ours. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Those but, 15 friends yeah. of ours, yeah. Yeah, I I just, like, think that if you are using your proximity to Blackness, in like especially in a situation like that where she wanted Ice Spice to make this song with her, you're using your proximity to blackness to be complicit in complicit sorry in engaging someone doing harmful behavior to a marginalized group that yeah. is my issue with taylor swift and i, I really i really do believe she was taking advantage of ice spice in a way she's I a do. superstar taylor swift everyone's talking about her she knows mm-hmm. that she knows that ice spice can't mm-hmm. say no Exactly, mm-hmm. because she's a no up and rapper. Yeah. yeah. So, like, who's going to take the opportunity? That of right. A, that opportunity of a lifetime just to say, oh, yeah, let me just not do it because whatever. I, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for naming that, Ramona. Yeah. 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 And something, um, so yeah, the same article that Ramona shared, it talked about like pitting women against each other, where it's like we don't do the same thing with male artists as often. So it's like Beyonce versus Taylor. Um, but I'm gonna bring up a couple other women to compare is I'm thinking about when I was a teenager, the cool um so Britney Spears versus Christina, where it's kind of the like oh well, yeah, bad girl, the bad, like good Christian girl. Yeah. That was so a just, good time though. Ha ha. In sync, Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. We just had all these fun dichotomies. I mean, yeah, um, I think though the the um Christina Britney was major. If anybody can remember that time, that was like, oh yeah, Christina's out here dancing in the club in a in a thong and mm-hmm. chaps and like making it into a music video. How bad is she? And then you have Britney who was just singing her little pop like one two step song. <laughs> right like yeah the catholic school uniform for hit me one more time and but we like, do like to pit women against each other much more than yeah. we pit, pit men right. it's like there can only be like one, one ideal woman oh. yeah. yeah yeah no I, I would say that that exists for certain categories of music though because there are some categories where we still do pit men against each other um especially rap music Mm. I was gonna mention hip hop. Yeah, yeah hip hop is that, like there will only be one top male artist that people exactly. are talking about in hip hop. Yeah, yeah, or the king of R and B. Like we are, we're all fighting about who's the king of R and B right now. Is it Chris mm. Brown? Is it um Michael Jackson? Like mm. you know, there's things like that. We do pit men against each other, but it's more popular. It's more newsworthy. It's more buzzworthy to pit women against each other just for the sake of doing it. And we invent different names for men. So we have, you know, the king of pop, the king. We have Bruce Springsteen, who's the boss. Like we we create uh-huh. different names that I think allow for more space for men. Mm-hmm. Whereas we well, still, and, yeah. And often it's not about who they are, mm-hmm. right? Even in the conversation, often we're not having the same conversations about men and how even in talking about this and the critiques you have for Taylor Swift, Ramona, that are very valid critiques about her not addressing intersectionality. 
But also, do we have these same conversations about men? Because most often we don't. We're kind of just, um, Mm -hmm. and that's the thing I think that resonates with a lot of people with Taylor Swift is seeing her sometimes even like make mistakes in a way Mm -hmm. that's really relatable of like, oh yeah, she's fumbling through feminism and she does have all this privilege as a white feminist. Like, and I think part of that resonates with people because they can see this. But like you said, Ramon, I think it's so interesting that you compared her to a Relief Society president because I had never really thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of me was like resistant to it because I'm like, no, maybe because I have now stepped away from the church. I'm like, no, I don't love Taylor Swift, but mm-hmm. maybe that's part of why I do because it's familiar in some ways mm-hmm. having and resonating with someone in power that's a woman that feels kind of similar to like what I was used to in the church. So that's really interesting to think about. I think she would be the young women's leader because she's young and skinny and blonde. And whimsy, Ooh. a lot of fun, fun activities. Yes. She Friendship would bring crafts. Yes. Yes. Cookie baking. Nail polish, Cookie lipstick. Baking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was wa- I was reading this comments just doing the deep dives because i knew this episode was coming Mm -hmm. and i knew it was going to be a struggle bus for me um so i was i think i brought this up a couple episodes ago um because we were talking about the black menaces episode hi guys we love you stay awesome just shouting you out yeah (laughs) keep up the good work um so i remember that we were talking before we started we came on today and we were talking about like their episodes talking about um do they know who's on tour right now oh everybody's like oh yeah Taylor Swift and nobody's like saying Beyonce is on tour as well and I remember seeing this comment does anybody find it funny that Taylor Swift got really popular after Beyonce performed that famous Super Bowl performance where everybody got in a tizzy because you know, it was so political, I guess the word is. Um, and I'm like, does that make sense in in anybody's playbook? Because I would not really relate those things together. But I knew like before that performance, there were so many people of all ethnicities that were such huge fans of Beyonce. And then once that performance happened, I remember seeing a skit on, was it Mad TV, of like white people finding out that Beyonce is black. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I think that was so funny because then all of a sudden you start to see this shift away from Beyonce's target group, from everybody to just black and brown communities of fans, and I was like did that open the door for Taylor Swift to really become this popping artist? Because mm-hmm. now you have to look for your, I don't want to say Messiah because that sounds awful, but is it, did it open the way for this artist to pop through that well, would not and, be as controversial? And, yeah. And thanks for naming that. I, but, and I'm going to fumble my way through right now. Cause I have not been a Beyonce fan for a long time and not to be like, I turned away from her, but it's like, I grew up with her as Destiny's Child with really fun, fun, oh, poppy yeah. music. 
Yeah. And maybe that poppy music was a little bit more palatable, quote unquote. Yeah. Like thinking of like my middle school, high school days of like Survivor and like all yeah. these like fun songs yeah. versus like, I like, I was like, oh, I'll listen to Beyonce's new album. And I was like, it just sounds kind of angry to me. And I already feel stressed out in my life. And so I don't know, is like yeah. my honest, me trying to listen to her newest album yeah. versus Taylor of just kind of candy. But, yeah. but Taylor gets angry, and do we find it more palatable? We do right. because she makes it sound pretty. She uh, makes yeah. it. Yeah. Um, like, we've never seen Taylor Swift yet. Okay, Taylor, we love you. Okay, as much as I'm talking my crap today, we, we love you still. Um, we've never seen Taylor Swift walk through the streets of New York with a bat, with a yellow dress on, like right. Beyonce did. Lemonade. And Lemonade. Up. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, I love lemonade. I, I, and I'm not like a Beyonce fan. I'm not a stand. I'm not part of the Beehive. I just mm-hmm. like good music. Um, but Caroline, you're right. Like we like things that are kind of soothing to our spirits. We don't want to have like those super angry things thrown at us. Yeah. I so, I the other thing I think is interesting is the culture that Taylor has created, and I want. Megan and Millie to talk a little bit about like Megan, I'd love you to talk about the psychology behind like how she creates this like culture so that all of these millions of of girls think that Taylor's their best friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's, I was just thinking about it and connecting it to this idea of being palatable and that like, especially thinking about fem- feminism and feminism within the LDS culture context you know, broad Mormonism, we were all kind of um, socialized to be angry in a very palatable way. Mm. It's okay to be upset if it's done in this like nice box. And I think like that's how Taylor does angry. And so for a lot of people, it's more palatable because it's done how like as women, not just like within the church, but in right in a lot of cultures, we're taught to be is like this. Okay, you can be angry in a very controlled and pretty way. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's it's like interesting to think about, and I think that's part of why coming back to like the psychology of it. When I was thinking about this episode, and I thought about a lot of Brene Brown's work, and to where she talks about like vulnerability and this like bravery, braving trust by getting vulnerable and being open. But also being included. That's the thing that I think is why people tie so hard into Taylor is I think all of us want a sense of belonging. All of us want a sense of like being a part of something. Mm -hmm. And especially with this latest tour, I think something about how whether it's Taylor or her marketing team Mm -hmm. or a mix of both just like geniusly made people feel like they were a part of the tour in a yeah. way that I don't know that, cause I go to a lot of concerts, like I'm my <laughs> partner and I were big concert people um, and a lot of country co- concerts. Cause we started as country fans, which is why we, you know, got into Taylor originally and something about the way that she invited or her marketing, whoever did that of just like the friendship mm-hmm. bracelets and the like dress up, get your costumes ready. Uh-huh. And at the time of TikTok too, when people are creating their own content yeah. And it became mm. this community thing where people were like, oh, I belonged. That was the yeah. thing I was watching and being at the concert. It, was it like also so interesting. It goes kind of beyond the like the Eras tour is kind of the 
I don't know. It like really the pinnacle. Yeah, it's like the pinnacle. It really encompasses mm-hmm. like what Taylor's how Taylor Swift treats her fans, right? But mm-hmm. um, even before then, um, she's she's sending you know signed Polaroids with your CD for 1989, and mm-hmm. she's showing up at fans' houses with home baked cookies. Like she she has done this before. She mm-hmm. she makes fans feel like. And she's inviting them to, she invited, like, she invites groups of fans to, like, private theaters so that they can watch, like, music videos be um, released, you know? Um, So it is very, she has a very, like, personal style of going about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think like a young women's leader. Yeah, she is a very young woman's leader. Um, I was going to say, like, I... I would not be surprised if Taylor Swift was using concepts from the Korean pop industry. Because mm. if you've ever been to a K-pop concert, I haven't been. I really need to. Um, if you watch the Coachella Blackpink performance, you can see very much similarities between what Blackpink does and what Taylor Swift does. Um, and... I would not be surprised if her person that is her PR person or her marketing people are taking concepts from the Korean pop industry because it seems like if there has just been this sort of, I don't want to say a Taylor festival kind of mm-hmm. a, kind of feeling with her performance, like you mm-hmm. don't feel like if you just go to a concert, you feel like if, you, if you've had like this spiritual experience. I've never been to a Taylor Swift concert. I don't think I would go, but you know yeah the way people like, talked about it meg Connolly wrote a piece about that of kind of the mm-hmm. like it's kind of, it's kind of like an experience you want to you feel like if you've gone through something like profound i guess mm-hmm. okay again millie and megan who went to this most recent one i want to hear a little bit about the bonding between fans not even like the taylor experience but but the fan experience Oh my gosh, where do I even start? I know. I'm going to start by saying Megan was making friendship bracelets for weeks before the oh concert. Oh my gosh, wow. People show up with Ziploc. That's like commitment. Gallon Ziploc bags full. There, of yeah, there was one um, woman there who had lanyards. Like, no, what are those things called? Um, carabiners. 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 A carabiner for each album. And the whole carabiner were full of bracelets just from songs from that album, like different oh. phrases from each of the albums and was like walking around. That was like the thing I've never experienced before is wow. the way even my partner had gotten a shirt off of Amazon. And anytime someone else saw him with that same shirt, they were like, hey, same shirt, twins. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'd even take a picture together. Um, and it was just yeah. this, and I had spent hours making jackets. But that's a part of like what I thought was interesting for me is I did wasn't, I didn't think I would get as into it. But something about the creativity of like, I've always loved being creative, of having opportunities to like create these things that then mm-hmm. I would give to someone else was really fun it was just like brought a fun that I think in so much of life is not there and I work right. as a therapist Creating something so tangible is really fun. how yeah. is this communicated I think I'm just confused that like was it on TikTok like how did Taylor 
teach everyone make a friendship bracelet like what was i think she mentions the friendship bracelet in one of her songs uh-huh. and of then she, she does she explicitly yeah. invited fans bring your friendship bracelets and then this yeah. just like on instagram I, again i'm just so confused with, yeah like, no, Caroline, you're like we're, we're in the same boat i'm, like, I'm yeah. fascinated yeah yeah when i don't and it it wasn't because I had a friend who went to one of the first opening because the it was there was Arizona and then um, Las Vegas and then other and I have friends who went both of those and the bracelets hadn't really started then. Hmm. Where I think as it went through and TikTok I think was a huge thing oh, with it yeah that people then were like oh I'm creating my like bracelet two ounces okay. and it like built on that until like I went one of the last weekends in L A. And by then it had like, there was even people who had little, they packed little bags with the bracelets and their Instagram handle on it. Oh, that's oh. cute. And we're like giving them away and like yeah. follow. So it was like this thing where there was a community based on sharing these. And my partner, I'm a very um, introverted person in large groups, but I had spent all this time on these bracelets. And he took a picture of me, like, giving a bracelet away because he, like, to joke with my family of, like, look, Megan's talking to people. Oh. (laughs) She's, like, so I don't know what it, I don't know how it happened. Millie, I'm curious what what you Well, and I have to say, I didn't make any friendship bracelets. And I felt so left out. Mm. I was watching all of these people. And I, when it comes to concerts, I, I love I, I, I got friendship bracelets anyways, because I love, I love talking to people and the, just the energy at a Taylor Swift concert is very, it's very comforting. It's very inviting. Like everyone was so nice. Um, but I did like, I loved watching like moms who brought their daughters and their sons, like very young kids coming to this concert and like going up to strangers that they don't know and asking to trade friendship bracelets and like Mm -hmm. picking out their favorite ones from their favorite albums. And, um, at one point, like from in the stands, uh, someone passed a friendship bracelet down to me because they saw me dancing. (laughs) Like with abandon. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You, you know, like what, Okay, so I you could not ignore the Taylor Swift concerts on TikTok. You had to come across them. Mm -hmm. So you know what I enjoyed? I enjoyed after the concert, girls giving their friendship bracelets to the security guys that were there and the cleaners. And I thought that was so cute. And now security guards are coming prepared to the shows with their own. Yeah, I'm like, that is so cute. I I think there's so much that's interactive about those concerts that really Mm -hmm. makes it special. It's also mentioning like the the surprise songs. You never Mm -hmm. know what you're going to get when you go to a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm laughing because I had a mini experience. So I like felt some gel. I was late to the party of like, oh, like, should I try to see if I can get a ticket? It came to my city and like cheapest ticket was $500. So I was like, I'm not willing to pay that much. I'm not a super fan enough. And people are like, I paid more than that. I'm like, okay, okay. So I went to, I like love a, a singer named Mason Jennings and I've listened to him for 20 years. He lives here in Minneapolis. And so I went to a concert this summer and I realized at the end of the show, I was like, I went to a Mason Jennings Eras concert where it was mm-hmm. like, 
when you said Millie, like you didn't know what you're going to get, or I was like, oh, that was this album from 20 years ago. Yeah, I was yeah. like, and so I was like feeling that bouncing around of like, I know all mm-hmm. of your albums so well. And I got to hear the backstory. Did Taylor share some of the backstory for any of her songs or not really? Okay. No, no, okay. it was yeah. just like jamming through all. Oh, the- yeah, fun. Okay. Okay. So like, do you know who would give me those moments, Caroline? Tell me. I feel like if I went to see Adele, oh. I would have those moments, those Taylor Swift moments. Right, just, just like you know the song so well, and you like, no. and, and I feel like singers because I love concerts. Sometimes when you say you go to a lot of concerts, I feel like musicians have a different level than an actor does. Mm-hmm. Because a musician, you're like, I listened to this while I was doing these different things, or like this song reminded yeah. me of that breakup. Like it can have such deep connection. So therapists, tell mm-hmm. us more. It does music have a special place in our souls for like connection in a different way than actors or is that just me uh, I feel like it's not just me no I for sure I I could I couldn't I wouldn't be able to count the amount of times that a client has sat down in my chair and said I listened to the song this week and it was just what I needed or yeah. right like yeah. or this song perfectly describes and even as a therapist maybe that's I'm, Caroline you're teaching me something about myself that I didn't know until this moment <laughs> Because sometimes after session, I'll drive home after like working with clients and not know how to process the challenges that mm-hmm. I've been talking about, because it's not like I can go home and chat to my spouse about it all night. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes listening and sometimes it would be Taylor Swift. I remember a moment when I was working with a couple where they were talking about these like hard, hard things in their relationship and trying to decide if they were going to stay together or not. But then also talking about the joy they had together. And mm-hmm. I listened to um, Taylor Swift's song, Happiness, where mm-hmm. she talks about like, there was happiness because of you. There'll be happiness after. And I did yeah. a part of this, like that ruined this relationship. And it was like so helpful for me to process driving mm-hmm. home this session. Yeah. So I think there's totally something about music therapeutically. Yeah. Yes. Let me read a quote. There was this fabulous article that my sister sent me by a therapist named Suzanne Garfinkel Crowell in the New York Times. And she's talking about Taylor Swift. And she says, whatever you are upset about, the poet laureate of this generation has a song somewhere in her mega oeuvre describing that precise feeling. She is not going to solve whatever problem you are having, but she is going to sit with you in it until the passage of time does its work. Look at her now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, maybe that's why I like to listen to gangster rap before church on Sundays. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> maybe that's why or or obsessing about Disney songs. So yeah, but- those are extremes. Wait, wait, Disney songs and gangster rap. Those are extremes. Those are extremes. <laughs> I, I need to make a complete playlist of them just back to back how I listen to them. Love it. Because it's like Love one that. minute you have Moana. The next you have B Smalls, and then if you go back to somebody else, it's it's a hot mess. But emotionally, we're all over the place. Like I'll have clients because some people are more verbal and articulate and good at being really cognitive about their emotions and kind of you know packaging them for us as therapists, and other people aren't. And so sometimes I'll say to those clients like play a song for me right now that describes what you're feeling, or I want mm-hmm. you to make a playlist this week. Mm-hmm. of you know whatever and people do it and that and these songs nail what they're yeah. feeling in a way that that words never could i mean mm-hmm. i can tell kind of what's going on with my kids uh-huh. by the songs they have on repeat 
Millie, yeah. what have you had on repeat lately? What what's okay? I I that question and for our super Swifties, like what are your top three favorite songs? Where like she started playing and you started crying or something. I want to hear it. Mm. Hey, what are you listening to now? What do you want to have on repeat? Okay. Um, I right now am loving I also my music taste is all over the place. Um good. Yeah, I'm loving. I'm trying to I'm always listening to SZA. That's something I'm never. Yay! Oh my gosh, of. we need to go to a SZA concert. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm also I'm. I don't want to be, but I am listening to Travis Scott's new album. Just a couple songs. Mm-hmm. It's it's oh, hard, no, but I it's, I, it's, it's I okay. He's he's a musical genius. <laughs> Condone his life actions. Um, and then there's this new artist and country that's really making waves named zach bryan i'm listening to his new album as well and mm-hmm. i really like what he's doing to the country music oh okay. disrupting scene. it somehow he's disrupting yeah. it and it's it's really nice yeah i i i think i've listened to SZA. SZA gets me in my soul i feel like yeah so she I she understands to... what it means to be a girl, just like Taylor yeah. Swift. Like she's mm. just like my black Taylor Swift. That is not a mm. thing to say. <laughs> but for some reason, she does the same thing as yeah. Taylor Swift. Just for you guys, yeah. Um, yeah. I um I totally I understand think, that. Yeah, I think I've been listening to Alien Superstar by Beyonce on repeat constantly. I don't know why. It somehow it just makes me feel something in my spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but, I love Beyonce, but but I have to say the difference for me between Taylor and Beyonce is I, f- I would feel sacrilegious to think that Beyonce could somehow relate to me. Like mm. she just seems like she is like a queen in her own stratosphere, yeah. whereas like Taylor mm-hmm. relates to me I, more. I get that. I get that. Because yeah. like um, race aside i think that beyonce like when she first started out she was this kind of taylor swift-esque sort of musician even when she brought out her own singles music mm-hmm. um over time she's just evolved to be a more i don't want to say out of touch not out of touch she's not out of touch she's elevated yeah. I'm just gonna say elevated yeah. before the beehive comes for me I love Beyonce. Let's just, I love Beyonce. No, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, just she has this air of that queendom, you know, yeah. she's kind mm-hmm. of like, she doesn't relate to the people down there, but her music does bring the community together, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think SZA kind of does a little bit more relating for people right now. Um, and I think Paramore has always been related. You can listen to Paramore at 16, 30, and 35, and 800 when you're dust. So, Megan, what are your favorite Taylor Swift songs? I'm trying to think of mine. I'm racking my was, brain. Yeah, I was just thinking about it. Um, I definitely sobbed when I listened to The Man. Okay. I because of... So many things, and this is more that Heather knows about me, of pursuing higher education as a Mormon woman was really hard, especially during, Mm. like, getting married and 
having babies and I had a lot of challenges. I was six months pregnant when I was trying to get a job in academia and outside of academia. And it was terrible. And I remember that's when that song came out and I just would listen to it and cry being like, am I ever going to get where I want to go because of these challenges? And so that definitely, I was just sobbing. Um, So the man is one of my favorites. I also love that happiness song I was just talking about Mm -hmm. Um, because of the dichotomy. I remember in grad school talking about some of the cognitive distortions in Taylor Swift's early songs And they were definitely there, plenty of like problematic black and white thinking of this or that. And I loved to see like in happiness, there was a dichotomy of thinking that wasn't there in Taylor Swift's early singing and and songwriting, Um, which I think also mirrors like development of us as humans. We learn to see dichotomy more as we get older. So probably those two are what's coming to mind right now. I just realized that I didn't answer the question. Um, I think um Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran everything has changed mm. will be the song that I go back to 10 years from now and it kind yeah. of keeps me on this track of reflection mm-hmm. so I feel like that is my favorite Taylor Swift song mm-hmm. it's a duet but I love it yeah Millie I have so many favorites um I want to say um I really, I really love, I have the older Taylor Swift songs have a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I will always be listening to Holy Ground and mm-hmm. The Lucky One. Um, mm-hmm. But right now I'm listening to lots of folklore and evermore yeah. like you, Megan. I'm, I'm listening to, yeah. and it, since the concert, especially I, every time I listen to tolerate it like Mm. I'm I'm like put back there like that performance was like really made an impact on like the way I listened to that song Mm. um and that I think that's one of my favorites right now very cool I'm an all too well super fan I could listen I love all too well and ever and ever yeah, I love all too well. Even the like 15-minute version, I'm like, ooh, goody, more. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking about after we talked about that palatable thing of the angry, now I can't remember what it's called, angry woman or mad woman. Mad oh, woman. Oh yeah, that song. Mm-hmm. And that, and I'm like, I wonder what that would sound like, just like screaming so like not yeah. in control. That would be so interesting. Yeah. So Taylor, if you're out there, play that for us. Well, that one too. You can read it. So like Mad Woman like crazy or Mm -hmm. Mad Woman Angry. Like the like those two edges of it. Because it's could be both. Is both. I would I would really love to hear Taylor um really have a dirty song moment. Not dirty in lyrics. Uh-huh. But dirty in okay. Oh, I know the listeners are rolling their eyes. Like, what is Ramona saying? Um, but I would really love her to have a dirty song moment where it's this gritty. I know, like a lot of people would be like, "What, Taylor? You can't mix your song up like that. Your sounds up like that." I would just love to hear her not sound as controlled as sometimes she does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I agree. And my kid, I'm always saying. Why is she always talk singing? 
<laughs> yeah, she is toxic like, a lot of the time. And I'm like, eh, Taylor, come on, give me something else. But Maybe that's why I love it because I can actually talk sing along. Oh, yeah. Singer, like, but... if you're not a singer, you can talk sing along with Taylor. Talk <laughs> sing with Taylor, available for $19.99. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But, well, you know, well, like, yeah. she does do some things for some people, you know? Okay. So Taylor has had to cover all of her own songs. Right. Mm-hmm. Of the... Oh, yeah. So, I wanted to talk about that. If you had to pick a Taylor song, if you, what song would you pick Taylor Swift to cover? A non-Taylor Swift song. What do you want to hear her sing? What would you want her to do a cover? I mean, okay. Taylor, darling, sweetheart, don't do it. Um, Please leave that to Kelly Clarkson. Um, (laughs) I love you, but don't. Um, It's hard because Taylor has such distinctive voice and a distinctive range I feel like and I feel like when you cover somebody else's song it could go very wrong and I don't want that on Taylor I don't want her that on her conscience to somebody say oh yeah she tried that song she did badly so well, I, I would love to see Taylor singing with Tim McGraw again oh yeah that was Return a good one. The country Yes. Yeah, I would and love she to see redo instead of going to Boney Vare and the National and the the indie bands. Yeah, yeah, I like, think I think Taylor... she needs to go back there for sure. Mm-mm. Like Taylor was really good at country. Like I loved mm-hmm. Taylor Country Girl. Like with the ringlets. And I miss the curly hair, the, the <laughs> yep. perm here, and you know that was a good that was a good look for Taylor. I mean, in terms of music's taste or whatever, but I I don't know. I would love to see her go back to country, as you said. Hey, um, Millie, what do you want to share? I, I have a question for the group. Do you guys follow, hear about um, any of these Taylor Swift, like, conspiracy theories? The Taylor theories? No, I, mean, I don't I have know. Have you guys, did you guys hear about, um, so she's really, she's re-releasing 1989 soon. Mm-hmm. And she, every time you would go to the Google page, if you look up Taylor Swift's name, there would be a puzzle that would appear on your screen. And her fans. And you could do them over and over. Yes. Her fans. There were, what, 80-something puzzles, I think? She Uh, posted more because she didn't think people would get enough. She said, like, I'm going to do this many. And when you get it, then I'm going to do something. But fans went crazy and did yeah. even more than that. So she yeah. had to like create more puzzles. And yeah. I think I think there's 89 puzzles for 1989. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like I that. I don't think I don't I think that's what separates a fan from a stan. I don't think I have that much time to be following along with Taylor and her 89 puzzles. I I don't. I know. I, I, did I yeah. go online and do them? Yes, I did. I, yeah. I did say a puzzle not, like but I Wordle or like crossword puzzle. What kind of puzzle? They're just like word puzzles of like okay. words that connect to oh, okay. just jumbled letters yeah. that you have to link into okay. a word or a phrase. Even uh, this reminds me of the Beatles when there were all of those you know little hidden things and you know play this song backwards and you'll hear Paul is dead, you know, all that stuff. That's like next level. She's like the Beatles. Yeah. And it goes even further than that. I mean, 
there are so many like the Easter eggs and the 112 day theory thing. And, um, I don't know, like even the conspiracies about her like previous relationships are just so like intriguing to me. Oh, I mean, I, I love the deep dive into her relationships, but I just go on Twitter for that. Well, there's a whole conspiracy now that the reason why she is um, talking to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is so that the media will follow that rather than focusing on Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas's divorce. Like she's intentionally diverting media attention to that instead of her friend's divorce, which I mean, that's a good friend. That's the truth. That is a good friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, wasn't the halftime show? announced that day yeah it was and i didn't hear any a single thing about the halftime show i didn't know that it was announced until the day after until yeah. i finally got through all of the taylor travis yeah videos tweets memes, okay. all of it i will just say though that taylor you can do better um taylor uh, <laughs> travis kelsey i had a major crush on you you used to be hot your beard was moisturized <laughs> and now um you look like you not not that not no. sorry babe hey megan what are you thinking we will disagree on that because <laughs> he looks like somebody's dad now i well i mean maybe she's old enough that she should be married i love a park like, ranger staff i don't like the poor and and his brother ranger they're just stash. like this cute family that is no. just some better than that guy she's dated in the past I don't know if it's better than the guy she's anything's better than past, maddie but, healy but that is not cute but i really i think the thing i was just thinking about this of like what is it about taylor swift that we would spend right an hour of our time <laughs> talking about it but i think it is there's this piece of like as that connecting thing as as humans we all want to connect and even mm-hmm. if we're connecting and disagreeing of like no i disagree Mm-hmm. it's something that like is hopeful and fun to talk about instead yeah. of all the hard stuff going on in life mm-hmm. right and it's different than a celebrity it's different than royalty it's different than a family member it's kind of this like funny like yeah who, who are you in our lives because it's mm-hmm. that intimacy from the music but then it's also the um yeah uh obviously space and distance is a super celebrity so but mm-hmm. as much as she is a super celebrity i feel like she is still human because of some of those moments of total vulnerability like kanye the look on her face like it was ex- excruciating yeah you know? right. like so i i do kind of feel for her like she's yeah. a super it's, she's a superstar yeah. but she's also feels superhuman like yeah, it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's kind of like Taylor Swift in our minds after that incident became a wounded animal that we wanted to protect, mm-hmm. and because of that, wanted to protect. Now Taylor Swift is not a victim. Let's just get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, she's nobody's victim. Um, but from that incident, we sort of we sort of saw her as you know this girl. She was young. She had this embarrassing moment in front of millions of people. Mm-hmm. And after that, a lot, I feel like a lot of the support was like, we just want to cheer her on. And then it became, oh yeah, she makes really good music. Let's just 
go along. Like this, yeah. this is a fun ride. Well, nice that she didn't get disappeared. Like I'm thinking of watching the Britney Spears movie a couple of years ago, where it's like she got disappeared after the Justin Timberlake stuff, and he rose to power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that yeah. we haven't been like, "Oops, Taylor!" Like, like canceled Taylor in the same way that yeah. Britney got canceled. But hashtag free Britney. What were we gonna say? Yeah, hashtag free Britney. Oh, I was just gonna say I think. I think that even part of why the Eras tour is so big is because she is she's taking her music back from Scooter Braun, right? Mm-hmm. She was, you know, she want like thinks that she, I don't know if she thinks she's a victim there. I think, I mean, her it's kind of like her stance is that she wants control. to make a difference for other artists so that they can mm-hmm. own their own music. But yeah. I really do think that maybe there's a part of that that's like oh her music got stolen like mm-hmm. it's she, like yeah, yeah it's kind of like a woman taking back control Reclaim. in a male dominated field yeah and knowing that decisions were made by men and i think that that resonates with a lot of the young women i was like when i heard about her wanting to do that as much as uh a normal pedestrian fan i am um i was like good for you girl yeah yeah <laughs> you know and um you know like we don't see that happening a lot of times with with musicians that are able to start from scratch essentially oh my gosh she's re-recording everything. so many albums everything I like, was like that oh, is a big you task. task that's a feat and if anybody was, can do it it's her I was like, like, when do you sleep um i i yeah. did struggle with that because i was like should she win grammys again for the same recorded music that was my issue that does feel like double double dipping it does (laughs) sound like double dipping i'm like you Mm -hmm. won the awards for this before do you need to win them again and uh, i don't know is 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 a slippery slope i feel like with taylor i love her enough to see her and her successes at the same time i'm like eh, yeah yeah okay let's all let's let's close this out um taylor thank you for bringing some whimsy um and some heartbreak and some connection and belonging are some adjectives i have thinking through my taylor swift relationship um and yeah and i like where we're able to bring it toward the end this kind of example of some feminists of reclaiming reclaiming her songs and space and voice and um bringing back to the Barbie movie, like they stole your house. Oh yeah. Like kind of uh, remembering <laughs> what is yours and taking it yeah. back. My, my closing thought. What else do folks And have Taylor today? will not be put in a box. Mm-mm-mm. Closing thoughts. What do you think? What do you expect from her next? What's yeah. the next iteration? Is over. What's next? I don't know. I think 1989 is going to be loud for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the timing of her starting to date a football player. Yeah. It's, it just seems like if it's all, she's got it all calculated. She knows, Americana. she knows what she's doing. It's strategery. She knows what yeah. she's doing. It's strategery. I feel, <laughs> I, I'm stealing that hair. I love it. Um, I feel like if she's wooing the, the NFL for a Super Bowl, it feels like I just need to be present enough to be there for a little while that I'm right in front of your faces so you can see that I can do a Super Bowl by myself. Hmm. I think yeah. she's going to get it next year. Mm-hmm. 
think they offered it to her. Yeah, right? if she'll if she'll accept it. I if I, she'll don't, I think it. it might cause too many problems to have you know Swifties at Taylor an NFL Swift game fans <laughs> and NFL fans fighting for tickets. I think that would be oh, yeah. really oh, honestly be a big problem. Imagine, yeah. imagine football and friendship bracelets. That that would be good. Yeah, but it would be too I think it might be too much. I I so, asked my yeah. Taylor fan husband who's also a huge football fan and he said the same thing of like there's no way the NFL would do that because yeah. They don't want their NFL fans not to get tickets. And yeah. the Swifties would, yes. But I would love for her to become a parent and do some writing around parenthood because oh, yeah. that's just another level that I'm like, okay, Taylor, I haven't connected with you on this. So can you help me out with that? That would be my hope for Taylor in the future. Yeah. Some albums about parenthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you I just so... want to see. Oh, what? Ooh, sorry. No, no. I, I was saying, I just want to see Taylor win. I just want to see her find her happy ending. She needs a good dude, not a but dude. Hashtag, you don't have to have a husband to have a happy. Okay, ending. yeah, we uh, were just talking about this in the latest. Week. Wait, in her latest album, there's a line where it's like, "They only see me as a one night or a bride," and so kind of those two of like, yeah. they "Only see me as." I need to listen to that song. I need that in my life. Yeah, because like, do you see me as like? Look to look who's Taylor sleeping with tonight versus or the like when is she going to get married? So this yeah. can you be um what are your roles as well? I love it. This has been so fun. Thanks it for chatting, Taylor. Fun. Megan, yeah. Millie, thanks for being our special guest. Ramona, Thank thanks for having us. Heather, as always. Um, Exponent Two. We are a magazine, we're a blog, we're a retreat, we are a podcast, we are 501c3, we're not funded by the audience church, we don't have millions of dollars, so if you want to help us get our endowment, we're working toward our 50 year anniversary, we're working toward our endowment, so you can donate your money, but we also would love to hear your writing, sorry, read your writing, uh, and read your other magazine in the blog. Thanks, and uh, see you next time. I'm not sure which is worse, because I dropped you hand while dancing. Left you out there standing, crestfallen on the land in champagne problems. Your mom's ring in your pocket, my picture in your wallet. Your heart was glass, I dropped it. Champagne problems. Told your family for a reason You couldn't keep it in Your sister splashed out on the bottle Now no one's celebrating Tom Perry on you brought it No crowd of friends applauded Hometown skeptics called it champagne problems. You had a speech, you're speechless. Love slipped beyond your reaches, and I couldn't give a reason. Champagne problems. touch
Chevy door, November flush, and your flannel cure. This dorm was once a madhouse. I made a joke, well, it's made for me. How evergreen, our group of friends don't think we'll say that word again. And soon they'll have the nerve to deck the halls that we once walked through. One for the money, two for the show. I never was ready, so I watch you go. Sometimes you just don't know the answer. So someone's on their knees and asks you, she would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's fucked in the head, they said. But you'll find the real thing instead. She'll patch up your tapestry that I shred. Hold your hand while dancing. Never leave you standing. Crestfallen on the landing with champagne problems. Your mom's ringing your pocket. Her picture in your wallet. You won't remember all my shit.